Welcome back, guys. Inspired by Danny's recommendation for local restaurants in New York City a couple weeks ago, I really want to recommend my favorite Chinese bakery in London. It's called Chinatown Bakery, or in Chinese, Tangren Bingjia. It's located in Chinatown nearby the Leicester Square Tube Station. I personally think Chinese bakery are so amazing, but underrated. I rarely hear anyone post Instagram about them or rave about them. So from this specific bakery, I highly, highly recommend you go get their pineapple pork bun. So if you're a vegetarian, then just get the pineapple bun instead. Talking about this make me want to go to Chinatown immediately after recording and get this pork bun. I've never had the pineapple and the pork combined into a single bun. Me either. My friend recommended me to go, and I was very hesitant. I was like, "Pineapple bun? They're like sweet. Ooh, yeah. The pork, it's salty. How can they go together? But yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. So for anyone who is not in London, bookmark it. And for our London listeners, go check it out this weekend. What are you waiting for? So I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and she was telling me about this guy that she's been going on these dates with and kind of talking to, I guess, for I would say like a couple of weeks. Like they don't know each other super well. It's definitely still the early stages, but you know they met in person. I guess they both like each other, and she was telling me how. After they've been talking for a few weeks now and hung out several times, he just disappeared. <laughs> so she was just telling me how frustrated she is, and you know she's my friend. I don't know this other person, so obviously I'm going to support her.、Mm. So she was just showing me the messages, being like, "I just don't get it. Like, wouldn't wouldn't you reply or like say something to this? You know, some messages. It's kind of like okay." Like you don't need to reply to that. It's yeah. Like, like I see where it went wrong. I see why this frizzled out. But this seems just out of nowhere stopped. Yeah, and I don't like the phrase where she went wrong. I don't think she did anything wrong. This is me being a mama bear to my friend. She can say something wrong, but that doesn't mean she deserves to be ghosted. And I was trying to make her feel better by telling her like, "Oh, it's okay. Like everyone's been ghosted." And then when I said that, I was like, "That is such a shitty thing that all of us." Well, I would say most of us at this time probably have experienced ghosting, and if you don't, if you haven't, okay, fine, we get it. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! But no, when I said that phrase, it was just like it's like so true that most people probably have experienced some degree of ghosting at some point because it's so common nowadays. But it's so messed up. I don't know. I just have very strong feelings about ghosting when you've already met this person in real life. To use because it's common to comfort someone. It's almost I know in a way even worse. Yes, that's what that's literally the thought that came to mind because I was trying to make her feel better by saying it's not just you. This happens to all of us. Like we've all been there. And then I was like, that literally sucks that we all know what this feels like. <laughs> Like, yeah, and also I hundred percent agree with you. 
that if we have met in person, if you change your mind, let me know. I'm an adult. Yeah. Something. Just say something. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm gonna think you got COVID and died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. For those of you who don't know what ghosting is, it's when someone cuts off all communication without any explanation. So like a ghost, they just disappear, but they're not a friendly ghost. This isn't Casper. It's a very <laughs> mean thing to do. Um, I feel like, for example, if I'm meeting someone on a dating app, for example, right? And we've talked on the app, but we've never met in person. I think in scenarios like that, it's okay to just stop responding because you're not interested in meeting this person. This is just my opinion. I mean, I'm sure that can also be offensive. But to me, being on a dating app doesn't mean I'm obligated to respond to you or carry on this conversation if I lose interest or if I met someone else or just something else in my life is going on that I don't care to yeah. check this app or carry on this conversation anymore. However... I think if you meet someone in real life, not that you're obligated, but it is respectful to let the person know if you're no longer interested in talking to them instead of literally just disappearing. No, I'm, I'm with you. Slightly different, but similarly, if someone stopped talking to me on the dating app, I wouldn't be offended at all. And I wouldn't take it personally. I, I know I do that sometimes. Well, the thing is like we never met up and there's no emotional or like time investment. So we don't owe each other anything. Mm -hmm. Let's just move on. But if we met up one day, I think it's respectful to let the other person kind of just know like I've changed my or like I actually not interested in you anymore. But if you went on more than one day, I think you owe someone explanation. I think oh. it's not just being respectful. I think you really owe someone explanation because now you have emotional and time investment and maybe sometimes even monetary investment. Mm -hmm. I felt that explanation, it, when I say explanation or you owe someone something, it's not write a paragraph like <laughs> conclude why we're not best match for each other. No, it doesn't have to be that. It could be one sentence. Just having like a clear ending. I don't know. I'm just like a clean cut person because otherwise I just feel really shitty. I love how you were saying you're being a mama bear protecting your friends. If that happened to me and that has happened to me, I would just be in my head like, what did I do wrong? What did I say? And like going back to the conversation or relive the entire day and think, is it because of that? Is it because of that? So I just kept going back and thinking if I had done something different would make the whole thing different. This is why I felt the person who want to stop the communication, no matter what happens, always explanation because otherwise you because you are the person making a decision and if you don't communicate that the other person will think they did something wrong and that's mm -hmm. not okay yeah i mean everything you're saying is what my friend was saying what did i do wrong like where did things go wrong like replaying scenarios and just like going over and over it in her head and it's just like so torturous to watch someone do that to themselves because it's like you didn't do anything wrong you can just drive yourself nuts, like trying to pinpoint if one little thing changed, would this person not have ghosted? But that's also assuming you're the one to blame. I mean, clearly something is going on with this other, other person that they feel the need to ghost people. I've definitely felt that way too. I mean, I've literally even thought, did this person get hit by a car? Is that what happened? Like, right. did they literally just die? And then part of me is like, 
I hope so because that would that would be a better reason than I did something to make them no longer want to talk to me and just cut me off completely without any explanation or conversation about it, you know? When have you been ghosted or have you ever been the ghoster? Mm. I feel like juice is going to come out. <laughs> tea time. <laughs> Let's have a tea party. I don't think I've ever ghosted people because I never will left anyone unread or I will ignore someone calling me. I have been in the situation where I have let the person know I'm not interested and they will keep calling me or texting me. I will respond, but keep it short. But I would not initiate any conversation because I just think leaving someone on red or like not picking their phone call, it's really rude. Mm-hmm. So I have been ghosted in a really weird situation. Yeah, actually, I've never told anyone about this because Ooh. I'm just thinking this is so weird. So pre-COVID, I went on this day with this guy and then we plan on meet up. But then I got sick, so I delayed it. And I went back to China, visit family and came back. I have to quarantine and I wish they were going to meet up. Then COVID happened. <laughs> But he was super nice. We kept in touch during the first lockdown, the world experience together. And then as UK was easing the lockdown, allowing people to meet up for mental health reasons and whatever, we met up again. At that point, I was not looking for a relationship anymore because Mm -hmm. I was just mentally not in that space. But I found that the whole time our conversation was really friendly, wasn't flirty. So I was more thinking like, oh, I can make a friendship out of this person. We grabbed some drinks, had dinner. Then afterwards, he texted me telling me how he really likes me and he wanted to kiss me on the date. Well, I didn't thought it was a date. So I obviously was being honest with him, telling him I didn't feel the same way. And I really see him as a friend. And I was telling him, I will completely understand if he doesn't want to talk to me anymore because we did met from a dating app. I'm not going to assume someone want to be on the same page as me making a friendship out of this. And he was being super kind, super nice as well and honest. He was saying like, obviously, it's shitty to be rejected and it's not what I wanted to hear. But I do enjoy talking to you. So yeah, let's be friends. So this is like May 2020. And then we kept messaging each other about life, work, COVID, everything. So I thought that this is a great friendship going on. But then come the end of 2020, I was messaging people individually, thanking them how their existence or like their friendship really helped me to carry through this crazy year. It was a long message, very personal. He never responded. Never? Never responded. Not even like, thank you? No. Because I was like, Happy New Year. I know that we met in such a weird way. But just like a lot of personal Mm -hmm. things we have shared and talk about. And just never responded to me. I kept comforting myself. It's because he and I, myself, are not on the same page. Maybe even he said he's going to try to be friends with me. But I don't know, it just kept haunting me the first three months of 2021. Because just, like, why? (laughs) Especially, that was such a, I poured my heart out thanking his friendship for 2020. Because 
I had a Christmas scare of I thought maybe I caught COVID and I was doing all the PCR tests and he was giving tips because that time in London was really, really hard to get tested because everyone's trying to travel to see their family. So it's just, we were just talking Christmas and come New Year's Eve, I text him and it's almost like he left me in 2020. That's so weird. Is it weird that my first thought is maybe he got a new phone number? That's so narcissistic, right? Because it's like, it's not me. Something it's happened. Not me. <laughs> yeah, something happened with him. He didn't get this message. That is so strange to me. Like, why would you not respond to that message? After right? You- yeah. I think maybe similar to your friend's dating situation, when I reviewed the text message, review the latest interaction everything seems good right and when I pour my heart out thanking everyone because I'm sure you felt the same way at the end of 2020 because that's just such an odd year and he just never responded to me day one I was like oh maybe he's busy with family he's gonna reply me later on maybe mm-hmm. so many people message him he didn't see it yet no it's just kept on going and this is on whatsapp for people in the u.s people in europe uk included text people on whatsapp exclusively almost and on whatsapp they have the deliver like they have two ticks on every single message bubble yeah the first tick it's for deliver second t- tick it's for red so it was never red but it was delivered so i know he didn't change his number because otherwise he will have no tick because he won't be delivered the- okay but is it like I mean, like, how long was the message? Could he, could he have read the whole thing on his lock screen? He could be. Okay. See, this is what I don't like. We have to turn into investigators. It's like all of a sudden we're <laughs> in the FBI. And it's like, this is so unnecessary. If you just tell me, if you don't want to talk, just say it, you know? Yeah. Say that you felt that maybe at the first you thought we can be friends. And now you don't feel the same way. I'm a doubt. I'm a grown woman. Yeah. I can take that. But to leave me on read... That was just so uncomfortable because I kept comforting myself. I kept coming back to myself. Like, Mickey, you're overthinking. He's just really busy because he worked in similar industry as me. So I know the first couple months in the year, it's very busy time for him. So I kept comforting myself. Mickey, he's just really busy with work. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. I almost have to keep reassuring me it's not me, which is really shitty. Yeah, it's not my decision. You decided to not be friends with me anymore, which is cool. But like, let me know. Yeah, I'm just here doubting everything I've done. Oh, that makes me so pissed. Like at this person, I just want to like show up at his house and be like, you are alive. (laughs) Oh, open the message. Fingers crossed. He's actually healthy because I do not want to know. He actually got COVID. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, but like, even I if he did, even if he did, he'll have recovered probably at some point. So he can still yeah. say something. Anyways, uh, this annoys it, me on your behalf. Right? It is a very shitty feeling. And I almost feel shameful to like share with anyone. That's why literally this is my first time telling a living soul of this. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know if this would technically be considered ghosting. But it's more like people take a really, really, really long time to respond back to me. And in that time frame, I'm going through all the same thought processes that you just mentioned of, 
okay, where did I go wrong? Did I say something? Is it me? Did this person get hit by a bus? Like what happened? Should I reach out and be like, are you alive? In most cases that I'm thinking of, they do respond. It's just in the time span that's like way longer than what I would expect to receive. And in that time period, it's like very anxiety inducing. Right. So I feel like it's experiencing ghosting, but like this person doesn't necessarily disappear forever. I actually found this New York Times article called Why People Ghost and How to Get Over It. It was published in 2019. And the article talks about how growing apart is natural. Like, obviously, not everyone can be in your life forever, nor nor would probably most of us want that. But it's the way that you go that matters. Because mm. studies have shown that social rejection of any kind actually activates the same pain receptors in the brain as physical pain. Wow. Yeah, that, that right? That makes sense. That, that's almost like science validating my feeling. <laughs> Yeah, and this can go for friends, for partners, for anyone. One of the psychologists that was interviewed for this article, Janice Vilhayer, says that the ambiguity of ghosting is the real dagger. And she calls it a form of silent treatment that's equivalent to emotional cruelty because ghosting doesn't give people closure and you end up questioning yourself and it can lead to lowering your self-esteem which totally makes sense to me because like you really don't get any closure you don't get any answers you don't know why it happened what caused it you're just kind of left in the dark yeah it just make you manifest on all your insecurity because that's the thing i really like what the article was saying like growing apart from each other it's very natural but by not communicating that one person in a two people relationship no matter that's friendship no matter it's the romantic relationship that you guys are not on the same page anymore you are almost intentionally leaving the other person to spiral yeah and like i feel like there's a difference between just like naturally growing apart like i've mm. had friends from childhood where we just ended up hanging out in different friend circles moving to different places and just life kind of taking us into different directions and that's fine that's I think that's really really natural and normal and that other people have probably experienced this and it's probably not like an unhealthy thing because both of us are changing into different people but I feel like it's really different when both parties are initially invested and one person is still invested and the other person just dips out without any notice right. without any warning and then the other person's just like, wait, what? Like, I'm still here. <laughs> Where did you go? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it feels really shitty. And because I felt that kind of feeling before with people who, I guess, just didn't want to deal with me. So they don't reply to me right away until they feel like they can. I try not to do it to other people. I think the only exception for me is... One, like if I never met this person, especially if it's like on a dating app or something, I don't feel like I owe this person any explanation because we never made any commitments to each other right. or like upfront promises that we're going to continue talking or maintain any kind of relationship. And the second, I actually agree with what you said earlier, which is you let someone know you did give them the closure and let them know like, hey, I'm just not at the, the, same, the same page as you let me like tell you but then if that person doesn't get the message and just keeps like keeps coming back at you yeah I think at, at a certain point 
I would feel like maybe it is okay to just kind of distance. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, what more can you do if this person's not literally like believing you or taking you seriously or thinking they can change your mind by badgering you? I just really love what you said because I want to like expand it on you a little bit because it's letting people know you have changed your mind. It's one thing, but you do not owe anyone the responsibility to make them understand your reasoning. Because when you're saying that keep badgering that part, I felt that a lot of people sometimes they just could not accept your reason. No, I don't. I don't agree with you. I was like, I don't need you to agree with me. <laughs> yeah, this is how I feel. <laughs> like this is how I feel, and unfortunately, I have changed my mind. Yeah, that's so true. But I feel like with ghosters, they don't even give that. Like there's yeah. nothing, and I just yeah. I don't know. To me, people who ghost are just like cowards. Because like literally, you can't even just say what's actually on your mind, and you just rather let this other person like what do they think is happening to this other person? You know what I mean? Do they think like yeah, oh, like whatever? It's honestly so ironic because earlier today I was just chatting with my friend who does a lot of TikTok videos, and a lot of times she gets a lot of comments that are really negative and projective and just mean. Just so interesting how. People can be so air quote brave of letting you know what's on their mind, being mean to you, but once they met you, they have absolutely no courage of telling you, being upfront about you that they have changed their mind. Yes, that is so true. And like you would think, it would be the exact opposite. You would think、right. because I met someone, I want to be respectful and like kind and not hurt this person's feelings. You would think logically it would actually be the reverse, but I do feel like ghosting is so common now because that used to not even be a term, at least not one that I could remember. Now it's so common. For sure, I think the first time I heard the word ghosting, if I remember correctly, it's definitely after graduation from college. Yeah, and I feel like I mostly hear it in the context of dating because that seems to be a very common. Time and place when people decide to dip out without any warning. Do you think like the dating apps started this? <laughs> <laughs> like spend all dating app. Just kidding.、Hmm. I was actually thinking about this earlier as you're talking, as we're talking about this topic. In college, I actually had a friendship fallout. It's almost like ghosting in a way that I see this person because we go to the same college. We still go to classes, but there's no communication. There's no eye contact, and I'm no longer invited for anything. It was really awkward and really painful. And even after graduation, we moved to the same city. And like what you were saying earlier, I'm still invested in this friendship. So it was really frustrating for me. I think because we have the same friend groups and we have so many history, we have known each other for so long. We were able to. Somehow, still keeping touch. It's so funny because I drunk text her all the time. I think because we know each other and we have mutual friends, that kind of forces us to meet up and readdress what has happened, and we ends up having closure for what has happened in college and have a new friendship. And we're still friends now, and it was really, really great. And I was thinking out, thinking out loud here now. The dating app because we don't have mutual friends. I wonder 
if that played a role because it's all strangers. We don't have mutual friend. We don't have a mutual someone to have play that social pressure. I felt that dating app use in London, in my personal experience, I have rarely said the people I went on date with ever again in London. Yeah, I think there might be something to that. Like, there's no accountability because you may never have to see this person again, talk to them again. So it's like, who cares how they feel, yeah. which is really yeah. awful. So wait, in your example, your friend was the one that ghosted you or what? Like, Yeah, she was the one ghosted me. But because we have mutual friends, I kept telling our mutual friend how horrible I felt and I want to address issue. And I think that helps mm-hmm. to in a back channel communicate to her how I feel. Obviously, she needed time to process her emotion, her side, her perspective. But I think because we have mutual friends, I don't want to say in a way that my our mutual friend forced us to become friends again. It's not like that. But I think if you keep hearing, because I think with dating app, no one would know how that person feel. Because imagine if I introduce my guy friend to you, Danny, and then my guy friend start ghosting you, I'll be so pissed at him. What the fuck? That's so rude. Like, mm. why would you do that? Like, did you, like, she's been crying all day long. How dare you? Why would you do that? Why don't you give her an explanation? You're such a coward. You know, like, that social pressure. Obviously, friendship is, like, different. But I think because there's that social mutual friend group, she was able to know how I felt and understand I genuinely still care about this friendship so much so that we can come together and readdress the issue. Obviously, it could go either way. But just so happened, we were able to smooth it out and then reconnect, have a new friendship out of it. My thing with dating app, we can just shut our wall. Yeah. And be like, bye, Danny. I will never see you again. I'm just going to pretend you don't feel I never hurt you. Let me move the fuck on. Yeah, that's such an interesting perspective. It's almost like by having people in common or hanging out in a similar circle, you have another channel. Whereas when you're the only one who knows this person, if that person cuts you off, there goes your only method and channel of communication. Yeah. I think that is really interesting because, and I, I can see why dating apps specifically can lead to a lot of ghosting because generally speaking, you don't already have that mutual connection. So I can just see it being way easier to be like, okay, well, there's also other options and, uh, you know, never going to see this person again. So who cares? Let me just turn into Casper. (laughs) Um, Ghosted. Yes. You were talking about, you know, how painful it really feels when this happened with you and your friend. According to Psychology Today, ghosting can trigger unhealed childhood attachment wounds of emotional neglect and abandonment. This can leave one feeling deeply hurt, distressed, and rejected, regardless of how invested we are in the other person. And I thought this was really interesting because the more recent example I can think of of being ghosted and I mean actually ghosted as in this person cut me off and I never heard from this person since then different than you know people taking a week to reply back to me and that week I'm just like thinking of worst case scenarios but in this recent example I think I was super confused why it bothered me so much because I wasn't super invested in this person I only met this person twice so to me it just didn't make sense logically why I would be upset because it wasn't like oh this is someone I have gotten to know for a long time or I've 
like dedicated a lot of time into this relationship. It wasn't like that, but yet it was still really hurtful. And I think this has a lot to do with this is someone I met in person. The way they chose to tell me I don't want to talk to you is by literally never talking to me without any warning and just shutting me off and making me feel like something was wrong with me, which then fed into a lot of existing fears that I have about emotional neglect and abandonment like this article talks about. So I think sometimes that's important to realize because I know for me when that happened, I was really punishing myself. Why are you spending so much time being upset about this person? You don't even know this person that well. Like it just logically does not make any sense. But just like this person wasn't able to step up to do anything besides ghosting, that's his issue. This is also my issue. Like, it's not about me wanting this person in my life. Like, it's really not about that person. It's about that person's action Action. triggered things within me. And I had to deal with that. Yeah, wow. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I hate him so much. I'm also mama bear, like, very, very protective about my friends. I, well, thank you so much for sharing something super vulnerable. Even though we've been on this journey, self-care, self-discovery for so long. But when you were sharing your personal experience and the article, I was just like, two years ago, Miki really needed to hear this. Because it's, I think not just me, I think a lot of people will really need to hear this. Because it becomes a vicious cycle when you don't know why it bothers you so much. Because you start questioning yourself like, Oh my gosh, why am I falling for someone after two days? Gosh, what's wrong with me? And then fitting off that you already been ghosted, that something's wrong with you, thought. So it's like a downward spiral. Oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. I'm not good enough. People are rejecting me. This is going to be, I'm going to be lonely forever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? But knowing this scientific fact, I felt like it's really reassuring. I see it in a really ironic way, empowering, because it's almost like I'm taking back my power. Mm. It's not about you. It's about my own issue. And I can't improve. I can't grow. I can't grow out of my past pain. I saw this quote. It's called, grow through what you got through. Mm. And I don't know. I felt that that's kind of empowering. Yeah, yeah. Because knowing it's my issue It's like, at least I can control myself. I can't control this other person. I can't force them to give me an explanation. I can't force them to want to contact me. I can only control myself. It does, to your point, allow me to take my power back. And I actually found a lot of helpful information on the self-help account on Instagram called Self Work Co., which we will link along with all the other sources mentioned today in the episode description. But it talks about why people ghost. The person who manages this account got her information from a lot of other reputable sources. Here are some reasons why people may ghost. No particular order. One, to avoid conflict and confrontation. Two, because it's convenient. Three, because they don't know how they feel and would rather not work through their difficult emotions. Four, they are no longer interested or invested in the relationship and genuine believe that they are inflicting less pain by ghosting instead of being honest. Five, because they don't feel like they are provided a safe space to openly express how they feel. Six, they fear disappointing people. 
Seven, they are aware that they cannot meet your needs and manage their shame by withdrawing. And lastly, eight, because their boundaries are repeatedly violated, in which case ghosting may be the appropriate action. Wow. I, as you read through them, I know you were saying it's not in particular order, but I had like a chain of emotion went through <laughs> because at first I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like your own problem, you don't want to know how you feel, like you're a coward. And then I was like, oh, there's these other reasons, especially towards the end. The last reason being like, this is actually appropriate for them. I don't know. I felt like I'm having different thoughts now about people who chose to ghost. Because really, there's just so many reasons. Yeah, like the last one about their boundaries are repeatedly violated, in which case it may be appropriate to ghost. That one actually reminds me of what you said, your example where you told the person like, hey, I'm no longer on the same page as you. This is me respectfully letting you know. And then that person constantly kept messaging you, just kept going as if like you would change your mind. Right. If he was being more aggressive. I feel like in that instance, yeah, you did tell him, you did let him know. He just didn't believe your words. So in that case, I feel like it would be appropriate to maybe slowly withdraw and just stop interacting with this person because this person is not respecting your boundaries that you've stated out loud. But I agree with you. I think a lot of these are very cowardly reasons like, oh, it's just convenient or like they just can't deal with their own emotions to even express it to someone else or they're fearing disappointment. So they rather not confront the other person even though there's like nothing really to confront you're just being honest but I think the other ones also kind of hit me differently and they actually remind me of I would say more of the ghosting experiences that I've had which again isn't necessarily that the person disappears forever they just don't respond to me for a very long well relatively long period of time compared to how we were talking before like this one specifically like they are aware that they cannot meet your needs and manage Mm -hmm. their shame by withdrawing I mean I don't want to say like this is what happened I'm not them but I can in my particular instance I can see how the situation we were in I or our relationship may have made the other person feel like no matter what I say won't be enough so I'm just I just can't say anything I just need space I need time so they chose to not respond to me until they're ready meanwhile I'm on the other side going well where did they go like did something happen to them did I do something where did I go wrong what does this mean and it just becomes this long waiting game which feels really awful so I do think there's different reasons behind why people do this I personally am still of the mindset that between different communication options, I would never personally choose to ghost first. And I would want the person on the other side, whether it's a friend, a family member, a coworker, a romantic partner, someone I'm just dating and getting to know, like whoever it is, I would also prefer them to not resort to ghosting as the first method of communication. Yeah. It's communicating by, like, not communicating, you know? But it's still sending a very clear message, which is, like, I don't want anything to do with you. Right. Right. I mean, I honestly agree with everything you said. 
after you shared the list of reasoning why people make goals, obviously I went through different motion and almost having different thoughts about people make goals. But I, I still agree with you. Personally, I would still choose being honest because it's just respectful. But at the end of the day, I really cannot control or like make everyone to do what I do. Mm -hmm. So reminding myself that like how I feel, it's not about them, it's about me to in a way take back my power because otherwise I would just keep relieving everything and thinking about what I did wrong and or when most of the times I did nothing wrong and we shouldn't just put ourselves on this almost spotlight to criticize and punish. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that actually leads to ways to deal with ghosting. It's also from the same account. Again, we'll post everything in our episode description if you're interested in checking it out for yourself. So there's, well, this particular post, which again is sourced from different um, articles, including the Psychology Today one that I also found, lists out three different ways. The first, again, not in any particular order. The first is to remember that it's not about you. It's about them. If someone ghosts you, that behavior says more about them than you. It's about their discomfort and inability to communicate. It says nothing about your worth. So I think that really tied nicely into what you just said about taking your own power back and realizing that's their own issues, that they chose to act this way. And all we can control at the end of the day is like ourselves. Yeah. The last sentence of what you read really hit home for me. This is not a reflection of your self-worth because our listeners, as I've shared earlier, that I've been ghosted by, I don't even know how do I categorize him, a day when to a friend then ghosted me and I never understood why he ghosted me. And even though I try to comfort myself that he probably changed his mind. This is the most likely scenario that he just doesn't actually want to be friends with me. He tried, but it didn't work out. And that's totally fine. But deep down, I still feel like, is it because I didn't provide enough in this friendship? Is it because he was there for me during COVID and I wasn't doing that for him? Am I not worth it being his friend? I think the word worth was very deep down. I'm trying to not mention it, but at the same time, all my questions actually surrounded by that word. When I hear you say, this is not a reflection of your word that really hit me. Yeah, and I feel like it ties into the Psychology Today article about how when people ghost, it can really trigger some insecurities that you already have surrounding your self-worth, identity. So yeah, I think it's important just as a reminder that it says a lot more about the other person than about you. The second tip to deal with ghosting is to try to see it as a gift. Try writing or saying out loud, thank you for showing me your level of emotional unavailability and lack of respect for me. I now know this wasn't the right thing for me. I love this one because this is what I did when said person ghosted me. I was just like, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise. I probably dodged a bullet. Clearly, this person has shown me that this is how they respond Mm. to something that they can't deal with. So it's just better to find out sooner than later when I'm even more invested and could be more hurt. So I personally like this one a lot. I did it myself. I 
I love this one. Like the energy comes out just so different. Mindset, baby. I think this reminds me of our last episode where we recorded about solo traveling. And mindset really is everything. Like just listening this, I'm already feel like, fuck yes, hell yes, I touch a bullet. Thank you, universe. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that voice was really high pitched. It's okay. The last one is to talk about it. So research has shown that putting your feelings into words makes our sadness, anger, and pain less intense. So whether it's talking to your friends and family in therapy or journaling, getting the words out can also be a way that you deal with ghosting, which I really like. Obviously, we're both in therapy. We both have each other. And I also find journaling really helps. I was literally about to say the same thing. (laughs) Jinx. I think because in the past, I always think I already thought about it. So it's going to be the same. But actually, when you say it out loud to your friends, you have to provide context. You have to tell the story. You have to put in the emotion. When you think about it, it's very like within five seconds because you're thinking to yourself. So you're not even providing context. So you very much, I mean, at least I do this. I will brush it off. Be like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't a big emotion. And also a lot of time, I always do this to myself. I'll be like, that emotion, it's not worthy of my journal. (laughs) Which my therapist is like, no. Mickey, slow down. Let's process that. (laughs) You're not worthy of your notebook? (laughs) I don't know why I do this. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness I'm in therapy. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm always like, oh, no, it's so small. Like, hence this ghosting story I literally never shared to anyone. I literally didn't even wrote it in my journal. Actually, this is my first time. You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) Hope you enjoy the tea. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think what you said about context setting sometimes in explaining the story you reveal a lot about how you see the situation the one thing I also want to add is some of the articles I found there's like debate about whether or not to reach out to the person who ghosted you oh yes like I'm guessing you didn't reach out to no that yeah okay well I take no means no (laughs) Okay, so maybe it's an ego thing too. Um, According to most relationship experts, the best way to respond to ghosting is to stop contact because reaching out again makes us more vulnerable and not receiving a response could lead to more pain and more humiliation. Overall, most of psychologists do say that the best thing to do is to not reach back out to the ghoster because in ghosting, that already says a lot about what they want mm. where they're coming from so there's no need to like put ourselves out there and be emotionally vulnerable and say like hey like you hurt my feelings blah blah, blah because in doing that that person has shown that like they don't deserve that vulnerability so I also want to put that out there it's not really a method of dealing with ghosting but more just like, yeah research <laughs> yeah no I think two things comes to my mind first of all because I love our podcast so I'm gonna keep mentioning it in our episode toxic relationship work family and real friends advice to our younger self part two me and Danny have talked about how not everyone it's a real friends not everyone can bear your vulnerability I think this applies here too if someone chose to ghost you 95% of the time like this is not science this is Mickey Mickey science they're not a kind person. 
then you have just listed earlier, like most of the reason they are incapable of dealing with their own emotion and they are chose the convenience knowingly to hurt you. So they're not kind person by that. Just thank you universe. This person do not deserve my time, emotion or vulnerability. Move on. Oh, I don't know why when you said not nice, it sounded very, um, like harsh, like not nice. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but it I, is. Oh, I know you're right. It is like, but I, I don't know. At the same time, it's like, I also feel bad for these people because they're so incapable of just being honest about their own emotions. Like maybe they don't even know what their emotions are, but they just choose to not deal. And that's, I don't know. It's such, yeah. a, such a cop out. I, I pity them, to be honest. Like I said in the beginning, I think a lot of people can relate to being ghosting to some degree. If it makes anyone feel better, according to Forbes, 80% of millennials have experienced ghosting. So like almost all of us. All of us. All of us. We're not alone. Never. I mean, obviously, like Mickey and I aren't experts. We're not psychologists. Cannot say that enough in all of our episodes. So hopefully this research helps. You know, it's like, as I was telling my friend, I really don't want her or anyone who's been ghosted to feel like something's wrong with them. Because I think one of the things we talked about throughout is that it really is more a reflection of the person ghosting than it is the person on the receiving end of it. Like, very unfortunate. And in terms of how to avoid the cycle of ghosting, in the same New York Times article that I referenced earlier... Dr. Gilly Friedman, who studies the languages of rejection, which is a very interesting subject of study, at St. Mary's College of Maryland, she says to not apologize, be honest about boundaries and saying no. It may sound harsh, but it is better than being left in limbo. It's almost like the way to stop making ghosting a common thing is for all of us just to stop doing it. Because... When we do it to other people, it's like we signal to them, this is a normal way to behave. So it's almost like this is okay. This is acceptable. Like everyone does it. Yeah. So we should show by example how we would like to be treated in instances like that, which hopefully, even though we're not, you know, here to teach other people, but show other people a different way. And maybe if they're willing and able and emotionally ready and in therapy they can pick <laughs> that up for themselves but I really hate that this is like such a common thing now that we have a word for it and it's just almost like a yeah it's bound to happen at some point it is what it is kind of thing because it really does feel shitty I mean literally the article says it feels like physical pain to the brain that's not okay nope let's change it up starting from me and you